You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Oh my God, she's here. She is here. You need to move your mic up if you're going to sit up higher in the chair. I couldn't hear you on that one. She's eating. Quit being bossy. Uh, I'm not actually (laughs) eating. I'm sucking on a candy and I don't think that counts. We're going to hear. She's not eating. She's sucking. There's a difference. Uh, Like we are today because Julia is here with us. So we're sucking. Episode 362. (laughs) Total suck fest. Total suck fest. Oh man, that might be total suck. Fest. Our guest is sitting here with us as well, uh, <laughs> Ann Cora Rose, and we'll get to her so, in a little bit. But I've got to say, we're two weeks shy of seven years. You're the first guest we've had that was like prompt, so it threw us all for a loop. I'd say oh, Dad and I walked in, and she's already there at the table to, talking to Chris. And we're I just thought like, she was you guys, and I was totally ignoring everything that was happening. Nope, that was your guest. I had That's just, a good thing. It's a compliment, by the yeah. way. Yeah. You're the first person in seven years to be early. <laughs> Sometimes we get done with our intro and we're like sitting there waiting and it's like a half hour goes by and we're like, are they I guess they're not coming? coming. I guess we'll have to pull a pull a quick uh, switcheroo and do something else. Google some random crap. I uh, was raised by military parents. If that helps at all. <laughs> Schedule is very important. <laughs> uh, man, so much to talk about this last week. Uh, it's basically summertime. I think I still say... We have one more good solid winter storm in the mountains, at least. In the um, mountains, for sure. As long as it doesn't happen this Friday, I don't care. As long as it's not down here, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's going to rain this Friday, I think. So. As long as it doesn't fine. melt into my freaking I don't store, want it to we'll rain good. this Friday because Sean has to get her pictures done. Um, Can you stop? No, no rain. I, okay. Because uh, if you say rain, it'll rain. Definitely. I do control the weather. It's, it's a fact. The governor should have called you. They didn't need prayer. They just needed to call Chris. Oh, no. They were all praying to me. Oh. I got all those. <laughs> oh, that's how it works. I got all those last year. That's how it works. Wow. He wakes up in the middle of the night. I feel like someone's like praying to me. Is that why your head's so big? No, that's why no one ever has their prayers secrets. actually answered. No, I think it's actually stuck in my beard. The thing is, when people <laughs> say thoughts and prayers, they really just mean thoughts. Most of them aren't actually praying to me. They're just know. thinking about thinking about I, you. I would know. Cheaters. Fucking thoughts and prayers. Uh, so it's very warm. It's been uh, 80 degrees for like three days in a row, which is not the way that we want snow to melt. Uh, because I was reading about Bear Lake in particular, because Bear Lake doesn't have like low elevation snow, really, because it's yeah, all kind of high elevation mm-hmm. up there. But they do have different elevations, and it's all melting at the same time, which is what they wanted to avoid. Luckily, we kind of had a nice like pre-melt. Uh, and got most of the lower elevation stuff out of the way. So um, if City Creek and immigration and those flood um, here over the next couple of days, hopefully it won't be too terrible um, because we've already lost a lot of the lower elevation stuff. So last week or the week before when we were talking about uh, Sugar House Park was made to flood. I think it was last week. Was last week. I, see I all can these remember posts. that, just not telling you I need a tile saw. So you do remember something. So I'm seeing all these posts. Oh, the park flooded. How could the city let this happen? Because yeah, it was designed that's the point. to. That's why the park exists. It's like a big old bowl just to collect it's, water. I don't know if you ever looked at it, but yeah, it's exactly how Bree described <laughs> it. It's a giant fucking bowl. It's so that your I used basement, to work across from it. Like I could. 
It's so your basement isn't flooded. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no kidding. Not the playground. It is interesting, though, like, dry, the like even... They probably never not, use. The, not the grass. It's literally <laughs> oh, like, no. just a bunch of grass. That's why there's no playground there. Um, I was driving today around, like, all over the damn place. We won't even get into it. Um, but everywhere I drove where there was a water source, I paid a lot of attention to, like, hmm, I never noticed that water there before. I never noticed that water there before. Like my office sits right next to the Jordan River at the river bottom, like where the where the building next to it. You won't flood though. You're <laughs> way up high. No, we're up on a hill right next to it. And even if the building flooded, my third floor would not flood. So might not be able to get into your office though. No, the second floor is even higher. But I so. mean it would have to flood like How's the second floor like higher two, than the third floor? Two or three stories. No, the second floor is higher than the first floor, which is there's an entrance. You don't say. Well, there's an entrance on the bottom, <laughs> and then there's an entrance on the second floor oh, in the shit. back. <laughs> yeah, he didn't explain it no. very well when I went there and visited him either. Yeah, he figured it out. Hey, maybe <laughs> it's one of those buildings that, lady. like, on one side of it, the second floor is your main lobby. And it is. The first floor is underneath. And yeah, oh, the, the first. Back, I think technically the first floor is the main lobby still, but no one goes but, in the first yeah, floor. Yeah, because you park in the back, and so you just walk in there, and I think most people just assume it's the first floor, but it's not. It's kind of like floor. your office when you park, you're actually on the second floor. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Anyway, I understand. I if you go in it. through the front door and you go past the bums that like to hang out there, then even our reception the desk floor. is on the second floor because no one wants to fight the homeless bums. Yeah. Because we all park in the back. Yeah. Well, Especially now the that guests. they built the housing and the, behind us, like all the people park on the street because it's downtown and they didn't plan for parking. Yeah. So there's no parking. So there's no street parking anywhere. That's yeah, awesome. I'm not surprised. Um, Just anyway, glad I don't have to go down there. So I took uh, Thursday and Friday off because I didn't know when else I was going to have time to start to prep my garden, finish a class that I have been kind of drudging along in so I can get my last class for the semester going and get that completed, hopefully. Uh, and um, I did a lot of yard work, cleaned out my garden. I pulled so many weeds uh, between my garden and part of the yard next to my garden that I was not comfortable pulling more because my garbage can was too heavy. <laughs> not because it was full, but because it was so heavy. Because if they're too heavy, the... You should shake off the dirt. I I did. What I don't know what to tell you pulling. I mean, lots like my whole garden bed and like <laughs> dandelions bigger than your head. Well, they're heavy when they're that big. Oh, you should keep those though because dandelions are actually really good for a lot of things. Yeah, they are, but they're not good for what I'm trying to accomplish in my backyard, which is make my yard come back because I let it die last year. <laughs> um, the front yard too. I don't know if it. you saw the, when yeah, you walked you in, you saw all tea. my dandelions in the front yard. People eat them for salads. They're in like your, yeah. your spring greens mix. There's That's dandelion the crap bitter. in there. Plus they're good the for nasty bees. part. Bees love them. Bees do love them. Um, I don't care. Um, <laughs> Our neighbors have enough done. I have a purposeful mission to make my yard come back to life because it is gross up Well, front. it's not coming back to life. You're, I'm putting clover, clover. And so I'm trying to get clover to grow. And if, there are weeds in the way. That will not happen. So um, anyway, uh, so I did a bunch of that. Uh, I've got a new sausage stuffer upstairs. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't. We just came in and came yeah. right down. So I've got a, and I've got the stuff ready to go. Maybe tomorrow night I'll be able to grind and stuff uh, beef sticks. Awesome. So you inspired me. I eat a lot of those. You tried the ones like, I, I gave you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were great. They're I good. plowed through them. Um, but I eat a lot of that. That's a, that's a good snack for me because it's a good 
bit of protein and not much else fills me up. I got a hot sauce you can put in those. So I went to Washington, D.C., and we found this hot sauce store. And, of course, Brighton wants the hottest one. He had to sign a waiver for it. You can put one drop of this in a gallon of food. And if you have any sort of acid reflux or heartburn, you will go to the hospital with that one drop in a gallon. And? You should put it in your food. No. Because I want to see you die. Did Brighton try it? No, he didn't have a gallon of food to mix it in. He wouldn't let him just try it. No, you, no, like, you would be like, dead. So why, why do you sell, why do people sell that shit? I don't know. They also sold like horseradish powder, like pepper spray stuff. People like Brighton buy it. That was that stuff two summers ago that he brought that like Truman tried and almost died. Yeah, he tough. He was tough though. I don't get it though. Like, when it doesn't add flavor, what's the point? When it's just so much that it doesn't taste like anything. To make people cry. Just to say you did it. There's a lot of things that I would rather do just to say I did it than fucking burn my insides <laughs> and right. my butthole on the way out. Yeah, because I guarantee that it's not just coming in; it's going. No, out it too. sticks around with you for like a whole 24-hour digestive cycle. Like that's not good. Gross. Says, says hello again. Yeah, or goodbye. <laughs> so a, a fun thing with uh, spicy food is it actually reacts on your taste buds the same way that pain would versus mm-hmm. a scratch on your arm. So I think a lot of people just do it for that pain feeling or that pain are, factor. Chili heads. Well, also I don't know things that I use hot sauce. <laughs> well, also like those people that like to be in pain, you know. It is true. Like especially Some weird if you BDSM thing. Yeah, you look down <laughs> spicy at, food. Like South and Central American cultures, there especially I was where hot sauce on my titties. Where, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a meme. You're too old to get it. What? It's barbecue sauce. You wouldn't get it. You're yeah. too old. Uh, Okay. I feel it's like a vine. Would, I feel like you would get it if you saw it. It's not that he's too <laughs> yeah. old to get it. He's just too it's, old that's to That's the quote. It. It's there I was, barbecue sauce on my titties. Uh-huh. The fact that you know what vines are means that you're getting older, too. Yeah. That's I was old. old. I learned forever. about them afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So <laughs> down in Central America. Yeah, they eat chilies because, um, I mean, that's one thing, like the endorphins from the pain receptors and stuff. But also they make you sweat. Which cools you off. And that's actually a real reason they ate a lot of chilies uh, and do eat a lot of chilies in those climates, in those regions. And they eat hot shit, too. But there's they eat good a, stuff. There's also a rumor that it keeps away coyotes because they don't like the smell of your sweat when you're eating spicy hmm. food. You know, coyotes are, coyotes are a relatively new phenomenon in a sense. So coyotes have kind of always existed in the, in the Americas, but not in the kinds of numbers that they have. When we killed off the wolf populations... Oh, coyotes. Were they like a natural predator? Well, no, but they were a competitor, right? Oh. And so you had wolves and coyotes kind of fighting for the same prey, and so it kept coyote numbers in check. But with no wolves left, the coyotes just exploded. And then as we went out and tried to cull coyotes, like coyote, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can read about coyotes, but they exist in places they didn't exist naturally. Like they're all over the country in every major city. Like in the middle of fucking New York, there are coyotes. Because they've I've seen them. They've adapted and, and learned how to survive in those environments. They're like and rats, giant rats. No, they eat rats. A lot of rats. <laughs> well, no, what they I mean is everything. like, they're like, ev- they're like everywhere. They eat yeah. rats and the occasional homeless person. Yeah, and cats and dogs and, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we had a, a goose one time that kept putting his neck through the chain link fence and then coming around oh. so his neck would <laughs> get stuck because he was really, really not smart. And he, was eaten by a coyote, and I was like so sad. I was like, "Oh my god!" See, that oh, no. to me is natural selection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's... that was that was early selection. He was supposed to be dinner, but 
unfortunately it wasn't for us. So I was going to tell you, speaking of dinner, uh, when I got the beef sticks, so I've already, I've known about the Costco business centers for a long time. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've just never been there. But we finally made the trek Don't to- Don't go on a um, Saturday. Uh, we made the trek to the business center downtown. So the Costco downtown on 21st and like behind the Home Depot and mm-hmm. by it's the, like Third West, across the street from Sam's. Um, it is the biggest Costco in the country. Maybe the world, I think, actually. Maybe the world. It's enormous. <laughs> but it is also a Costco. It's a regular Costco and a Costco business center. And a cool thing about the business center is yeah, you can get your, like, 300-pound bags of rice and, like, whole wheels of cheese and shit. Um, but you can also get meat, like, unbutchered cuts of meat. Like, you can get full. Like, I got a, a sirloin tip knuckle. Uh, which is like three different cuts in one, and a lot of it's like it's we like had steak meat. for dinner on sa- Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday. It's a better deal too if you cut it yourself. It was like three fifty a pound for the whole thing. Like it was great. It was like twenty bucks for wow a ton of meat. Uh, which I broke down. I'm going to turn that into beef sticks. But they had you know like whole chuck eyes. Um, where you get the chuck roast, you can get high round steaks out of them. Um, they had whole beef tenderloins. They had whole beef, um, um, like entire beef loin sides, which is like where you get all your New York strips. Oh, wow. Um, and, and some of your round steaks from like. Plus, you know, all that cash you make from your drugs business, you can get your money counter there too. <laughs> oh yeah, they do have money counters there. Uh, a bunch of different safes. Uh, you can get, uh, whole lamb. Like a whole lamb? Whole lamb. That's awesome. Um, you can also I missed get... most of this because I was trying to coordinate graduation stuff. So he like wandered around and then I'm like, where did he go? Like huge cuts. Trying to find Chris in giant Costco. Like, oh. Sides uh, of pork. Like huge, huge boxes of all kinds. Like brisket was like less than three bucks a pound. So I like the movie Idiocracy. That's great. Where Walmart is everything, but it's massive. This is just Costco. Yeah. Well, I mean- it, it was cool. And most of the people aren't buying that stuff, but it's such great price because you have to break it down yourself. But I go look and I'm like, okay, so I got that tip row, that, that tip knuckle for like three fifty a pound. And I go out and look and like the sirloin tip steaks are nine bucks a pound. I'm like, that's the same fucking thing. Like I'm getting that off of here. Like even if I just bought that and threw everything but those steaks away, I probably still got a better deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's just because most people don't know how to process it. Yeah. It's like you can buy a whole chicken for like five bucks. Or buy all the individual pieces for thirty, because somebody yeah. cut it up for you. Yeah. Also, the chickens that you it's buy, like buying cut fruit. The broiler chickens oh, that yeah. you buy are a lot smaller. <laughs> Eight bucks yeah. for their breasts aren't a as big. piece of watermelon that's sliced up, or oh, a buck fifty for a whole watermelon. And by the way, the fruit that's sliced up in the grocery it store. It's the fucking fruit that was going bad sitting yeah, on the thing. Yeah, so it doesn't like, last as long. So they, they slice it up and throw it out. Unless in the you are like grab. on the go, need something right now. You don't have a knife. Yeah. You don't have Maybe a... you're headed to the prison. I just want you Can't guys to know. Can take it with you? I want you all to know you're getting this advice from the number one door dasher in the state of Utah. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so I checked my freaking, actually, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. So it tells you how much money you've saved using Dash Pass. <laughs> How much you've Does spent? Does it tell you how much you've no, spent? No, but it's told me how much I've saved. It, so I spend ten dollars. I would like to see how much I, you spent. I, I spend ten dollars a month for the subscription, uh-huh. and it just takes off the delivery fees. That's pretty much uh-huh. it. So you want to know how much in delivery fees I've had saved that you would have spent? I'm really one thousand six hundred forty-one dollars and ninety-five cents in oh delivery fees for how long? This since month? I graduated high school. The, well, so like five high. years, but. but 
The average delivery fee so now, and I don't know, I haven't door dashed in a few months. It used to be months. like it's, two to three dollars. Now it's like five. Now to it's 10. like five. Well, there's a bunch of extra fees with that too. Now they have like the tip. They have a processing. The best fee, part like, is okay, but that's still five hundred thirty-three door dashes. Okay, if it was three dollars, here's what I will tell you: the average <laughs> price that you pay, ignore the service fees and the tips. You're paying 30% more just to get oh, yeah. it through DoorDash. This is my version of people going and seeing their their Starbucks like points if, after the year to see how much they spend at Starbucks. I wonder how much money I save I because never. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink pop. I don't ever DoorDash. My problem is I DoorDash like two meals a day. But you're, every day. You, you swap it out for shoes. That's so expensive. No. Yeah, but, but like, <laughs> but I'm on the go I, I and I don't have food like, with me. Maybe once a quarter. But I can help you. I, I, but what I'm saying is, like, and my shoes last for a lot longer than her, her food does. By not getting <laughs> coffees all the time, by not door dashing all the time, yeah, we're saving money. But also, like, we don't have a place to save money then. So, like, Julia it's could just true. be like, "I'm not going to door dash anymore," and she would save thousands of dollars a year. It's like when we're dieting, and, and then I'd are be like, hungry. And then people are like, I don't have a microwave at my shop and half of the places I work at don't have a microwave or a fridge. You know what? You could just eat a sandwich. They don't require a microwave. I don't true. have bread. <laughs> the grocery I store does. Eat bread. Why so, don't you door dash so, so bread from the grocery store? I have done that. You can have a, like a lettuce wrap. From Sev? No bread on that. No. Ooh, that would wilt you so can, bad. You, that would be so really be, gross. If you, good, if you get like Walmart and you have it delivered now, it's, it's a door dasher that does it. Oh, I know. So I know. technically I get my, we just my go to grocery store dash. To go to. I literally just drive to the store. It's, it gets me out of the if house. If I'm sick, it's late at night. I can't, Walmart's still open. Or you're at my house. No one gives a shit if you're sick. If, or your your dad's house where I do. Your, I don't want to go out. Where your mom will fucking cook you anything that you want if you well, just. Ask I don't think her. she would cook her anything. No, I would just get to partake in whatever. But she's having. literally making dinner, and Julia will DoorDash yep. food. It's kind of a dick move, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank uh, you. I'm making dinner for everyone. Okay, well, my fucking McDonald's is here from DoorDash. Yeah, usually she starts cooking after I DoorDash something. It's a, it's a dick move. I don't want to be like, hey, mom, are you make me food? If not, I'm going to order something. So, yeah. <laughs> or just wait for dinner. The business center is I'm not usually sweet. that long. <laughs> so, I actually, speaking of food and DoorDashing, I actually found out recently that it's cheaper to buy those pre-made salads that they have over in the deli area than it is to actually buy the ingredients to oh, make those fuck salads. Oh, fuck yeah. No, no, not the... So, it dep- you mean the pre-made salads in like the cold case of the deli area? Like, yeah. Like where they like have the, the hot like eight, chicken and six, stuff? Six, seven, eight dollar ones? Like They're that. six bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking... So I just want to make sure I understand. Like a little cob salad not in a container. The bagged salad or the, the salad, container. like the, the plastic container? container? The plastic container. Because I used to meal prep a lot, you know, to avoid door dashing. And it just became too taxing because I'd have to spend two to three hours on a Sunday meal prepping and everything. And then I started buying those pre-made salads and I'm actually saving money and time. The other day I wanted Alfredo. So I decided I was going to make it. Cost me forty five dollars to make. Well, I could have just had it for twelve bucks from. So Dash. here, I'm just going to throw this <laughs> out there. I'm going to throw this out there, maybe for both of you. Salads are a little interesting, depending on what you put in them. They can get quite pricey because all of the different ingredients. But when you have a pantry of items, normal staples like butter, I don't have cream all the time in my house because I try not to drink dairy products in general and i usually have fresh parm though not the stupid green bottle parm but actual <laughs> parmesan. yeah half of my price went to that parmesan yeah, yeah parmesan's not cheap it was a tiny little brick too um, it was like 20 bucks yeah parmesan's Just like by the jar stuff no 
God, no. We have both, but I wanted to make a real, I got like a little cookbook. And so I to one thing I will say is Parmesan, like if you get the shredded Parmesan from like the shitty cheese area where they have like the bags of shredded cheese, if you get just Parm, most of the time that doesn't have caking agents on it because Parmesan doesn't really cake like all other cheeses do because it's such a hard cheese. It basically crumbles and turns into dust. So that is one way you can save money on Parm if you're going to make your own Alfredo. But I would maybe recommend, like, if it's Julia cooking, that you just buy a jar of Alfredo sauce. And that probably is, like, four bucks. Yep. It's not as good. But but I also, I was following a recipe, and it had to have, like, radiatory pasta, which was, like, eight bucks. Yeah, you don't, like, again, don't do that. I just... wanted to. It looked really good. <laughs> do you want to hear a, a trick? So, so I have a lot of like dietary restrictions, right? Um, so one thing that we do is we actually get the Alfredo sauce out of the jar and it's the Prego one and we'll get some ricotta cheese because it's usually really low on like fat and pasteurized items and we'll actually mix that in with the jarred Alfredo. Yeah, but it does, but it does great. Yeah, it, it does great. It tastes a lot like that recipe that you were probably trying to do and goes uh, farther then. I mean, it goes a lot farther. I, I do enjoy making my own. Especially when you're cooking for like one Alfredo or two. and stuff usually. Um, but in general, if you normally cook and you have staples, creating a meal is still much cheaper on your own than going and buying something pre-made. My problem is I just don't really have staples. I will say... No, I live in So I have to go get really all these staples if the, I want to make a meal. The, the box like delivery services like HelloFresh and stuff... Those actually are pretty decent in terms of value. Like, it depends on, like, how many people you're making food for. Like, Cassie will get one for two people for, like, three meals, and then she has it for, like, leftovers for dinner, or she, she can eats, take it for She's lunch, able to eat or... all week on that, which yeah. is usually, like, 40 bucks or something. Sounds great, except I'm gone from 8 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, you live a busy life. <laughs> so I kind of have no choice. Oh, you I, have I feel you, though. I feel you. I did that when I was in college, because I had to work full-time, and... I was taking like 16 credit hours, so there's light at the end. Don't worry. <laughs> just yeah. hang in Someday. there. Someday. I mean, you Someday, Someday you'll be able to make fresh I just <laughs> wonder. Alfredo. I just wonder how much more money you'd have if you spent just a little bit of time to make enough so that you just had to do it once a day. When? You From, have time. I am home long enough to sleep. You have time. You have time. You, <laughs> you, you just, that's not important to you. You would make time for things that are important. That, that's not what people always think. They're like, I don't have time to do this or I don't have time to do that. It, you always make time for things that are important. So it's just something that isn't important to you, which is totally fine. I just want, I'm just curious. Yeah, cooking tastes like shit. <laughs> Speaking of shit, what, what's Our the white shit trash story? pool is going up this week. Okay, but, but I want to. That wasn't what we were talking about. You just, <laughs> I like was trying blended. to, tra- I was trying to transition into your shit story oh that's my on here. So, but the white trash pool is going up. White trash pool is going up this week. Gonna get that. I had some. So it'll be cold for a month. It will, but it's going up because I had a few broken parts. So I, I want to put it all together to figure out what I need to repair and fix so that. It's ready to go. So you're not searching for another white trash pool in the case that, that I can't because well, like, last time was COVID and like I couldn't find it and I couldn't find parts and it was a disaster. So, so just before we came here, like just before we came here, it's Maya's birthday today. So they brought the baby over. So I was watching the baby while they ran to get some dinner. So just before they walked out the door, though, I'm holding the baby and she poops and it comes out of everything. <laughs> All over me, all over the couch, all over the floor. I stand up and it's in between my legs, so it looked like I crapped my pants. 
the dogs come running in. They're eating it up as fast as they can. Oh, <laughs> and the baby is laughing, laughing and laughing. The dogs are anyway. Okay, what? What? Like, and that ba- was the longest fart I had ever heard too. It's not. It wasn't a fart, Julia. Not a fart. It was a shart. It was shitting. It was shitting. It was a five second. It was not a shart. He was shitting. She. She was shitting. Like actually releasing so, everything. But what? Like, just what was she, what was she wearing diaper wise? Nothing. No, she had on a diaper, but she had on like no a pants. little a little like summer short pants thing. So it just came out. But like, that's a lot of shit. Like, she, has she not she, shit for days? It, no, it apparently she was constipated the night lot. before. I saw but a picture. Also, but also, like, it's a baby, and, and it's a diaper. Diapers aren't meant to absorb shit. They're absorb meant to absorb pee. She's transitioning. Poop just collects. So. Just transitioning to the rice food at oh. night. So it's kind of backing her up. So she just blew her cork. That was just... right before we walked out the door to come here. <laughs> That's why I got then... the... Dad's got a shit story. So wow. That's disgusting. And it wasn't me who had the embarrassing story for once. Yeah, I saw the picture. The picture. I, Julia the sent it, but I didn't no. have a chance I was, to... I was actually fine. It's baby poop, whatever. I was fine up it until... It looks like the, avocado. The dogs came in and started... I'm not <laughs> yeah, we had to put them outside. For a while now. <laughs> we had to put them outside. No, no dogs. So speaking of dogs, uh, Rough Patch Rescue has an adoption. They 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 do their adoptions regularly, but now that now that we're into the spring and summer months, every Saturday from 1 to 3 at Riverton PetSmart. Yeah, and actually... Any pet smart will have an adoption event right. pretty much in the summertime on on the the weekend on yep. Saturdays. Rough patch specifically just because we've had her on. She was awesome. She's amazing. Uh, she does really really great things. Always looking for volunteers and always looking for stuff. But remember, if you want to donate stuff, go online and see what they need because they appreciate it. But they don't want your cheap dog food. There, but there are lots of things that they can use. So go online. Don't uh, go buy a fucking bag of old Roy from Walmart and take it to them. They can't use they it. They can't use it. They most... won't use it. They'll fucking put it outside for birds and raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> most of their dogs have issues and needs. And so, but anyway, every Saturday now through the summer, um, one to three Riverton pets. I, I will say that in general, it's not just rough patch. Do not donate garbage, shitty food to fucking dog places. Give them money if you want to give them food because they can buy a shit ton more food and the right food with the money. When you go buy a fucking 50-pound bag of Old Roy at Walmart for $25, that's not a good donation. <laughs> can you still give it for $25? Because I, our dog food is $80. I know. It's fucking insane how expensive it is. We're not getting any more big dogs. They cost too much to feed now. Cost more than feeding yourselves. I've been trying to see if I can Unless figure out how to... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you can DoorDash mealworms for your your uh, like lizards and stuff. I don't have any lizards. I'm, I'm talking sure the about. Loves but my point is, my point is, get some crickets. Do not buy bags of that shitty ass dog food. If you feed your dogs that food, stop. Fucking spend a couple more bucks and feed them food that's not garbage. That'd be like. Look, if you have to feed your dogs that because, like, you're feeding your kids ramen, probably you shouldn't have a dog, honestly. <laughs> like, make some better choices in life. And I'm a little concerned about the kids eating ramen, though. I mean, a lot of, some kids but, love ramen. No, no, no. It's a lot so of bad for you. you. I grew up on ramen because I was poor as fuck, and that's what we ate. Canned vegetables, like shitty canned asparagus, which is just the fat, thick, ugly bottom stalks. The stuff they cut off and don't yeah. use for- The part you don't okay. eat. My child spoiled them. 
Yeah, I, I would never let him have ramen. Oh, well, that's all we had to eat, man. Ramen and, and Totino's pizzas, which were 25 cents a piece when I was a kid. The I, shitty Totino's party pizzas. I loved those as a kid. They used to be round. Ugh. You could put them in the microwave. And then roll them up like a fucking burrito. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> uh, wait, you put, wait, you put the pizza bites in a... No, it's a, it's oh, a whole yeah. pizza. It's the Totino's No, you just roll pizzas. it up. Oh, okay. Microwave the pizza and then roll it because up. Because it gets nice and soft oh, in the microwave. You I just know, roll like it ho- up. Like a hot pocket. Okay. Like that a, sounds so more like a burrito. disgusting. Jeremy and I are on the same wavelength. We, we both grew up with very poor food. Yeah. Beans. All kinds of beans. Just well, I like beans. beans. Beans are good for you. Well, yeah. beans, you can buy the actual bean in one. Yeah, soak it. You don't make it. Soak it, yeah. And it's dirt cheap to buy better Yeah, and beans. it's super cheap. And it's yeah. way better than and ramen. And they're yummy. Same yeah. thing with rice. But then you and have if you to, put beans and rice together, you have a full protein. You have, that yeah. never I happened. grew up on rice and beans because we didn't have a lot of money either. But we got ramen was one or the other. We got like leftover ham bone and a bag of pinto beans in it, and that was beans. And if we were lucky, mom made cornbread to go with them. Beans and cornbread was the thing. That was about it. What? I grew up on T-bone steaks. For reals. Fuck, Sorry. I don't really remember having... I had a lot well, of not wild... Not everyone can be like I had you. Wi- I had wild game steak <laughs> frequently as a small child because I lived in a hunting community and we were poor and everyone just gave us free wild game. Have I'd... you ever had elk burritos? Well, I've had lots of elk. Elk sausage, elk steak. Do you mean a burrito made with elk steak? Yeah. No. But that would be good. You sure, should good. definitely try it because I grew up in the same kind of community and they would prepare the elk meat like you would like shredded chicken mm-hmm. and have like chili burritos and it was amazing. Elk, pretty much anything that's good. Elk's good. So good. Elk steaks are amazing. Um, so is moose. Moose is good too. Uh, deer, however, pretty fucking worthless. It's good for jerky. That's about it. <laughs> or you got to mix it with a lot of fat and other things. It's just so stringy. But, you know, whatever. We ate rabbit, we ate deer, we ate elk, whatever people gave us. I remember, I don't know how we're getting off on this subject, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. So growing up in Iowa, obviously we were poor. We've established that. This whole episode's a train wreck, by the way. It's fine. So uh, our neighbor, so we had wild rabbits that would come to our yard, and we would feed them. What we didn't know is my neighbor was shooting them and giving them to my mom, like processed, and we were eating them. They tasted fine. There was nothing like that, but we did not realize they were the rabbits that we were feeding and thinking were our pets and our friends that my neighbor was shooting. That's a solid circle of life, man. It is. That is a solid (laughs) circle of life, if you only knew. Rabbit's good, though. I really like rabbit. You can, if you process it right, you can fry it like chicken. It is amazing. They have a Costco whole whole rabbit. Do they really? Yeah. It's you were just at the business Costco. You didn't yeah, see bunnies. I wasn't looking for bunnies. I was trying to find the right yeah. cut. Yeah, of it's beef. all the leftover Easter bunnies. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Surprise! Uh, there's farewell yard sales. So, so yeah. So uh, didn't we just interview her and she was like all gung ho to make it bigger? Yeah. Yes, but the city they got on her case about having it at her house, so they've nixed it. So this is her final one, 27th of May, and you're going to be a vendor there, right, Julia? Yeah, I'll be a vendor there. So this is her last one. I think she's seeing it. She, she got she got zoned. She got fined. So she has to find, like, a park or something to have it in by the time it goes on. She doesn't have one announced yet. But. So this Cause, is... Cause so. They're, because they, they're like, you Because they were fitting 100-plus vendors in her backyard. Yeah. But she started during COVID. Anyway, really good episode. Um... Audrey Christensen, go back, listen to it. She's great. This you know, is the- you people that call back guests and don't actually know the episodes they were on. 
You're ridiculous. You people. Well, we don't have computers in front of us like you do. Well, but when, when you if you put it on the notes, then you are in the document that you could literally do a search for her name in. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, it just seems like a few weeks ago, but it was probably like two years ago. Uh, it was not two no, years ago. It, it was, was like a month and a half ago. Episode 349. This, this is 362, so more than a month and a half ago. Yeah. It was like three months ago, but not but more this than year. a year ago. Yeah. Like it was just so a couple She's awesome. Ago. So her final yard sale, uh, 27th of this month. We've got a lot more to talk about, but at the same time, we have an, an amazing guest. Do we want to get to our guest? No. Okay. She's been participating. So part, She's I been participating. Always, I, I, I wanna, I'm actually kind of interested in this okay. next topic. So I, I do think not time and place, I assume. Wait, we banned no. porn again? No, Didn't we already no, do that? Let me explain oh. it because what's on here in these notes is not indicative of what has happened. We talked about this when Utah did it. So one of the laws that Utah passed this last year that the governor signed into into law was Porn sites now require some form of valid identification for people that are watching porn on their sites or for people so that tell are your spouse in their sites. And basically the reason they passed that is they wanted to protect children from porn by verifying with ID that there's there's stuff around you it on like how long in. how long they can store the ID information for, but basically so they want to prevent underage kids from watching porn. That was the idea. The truth behind it is, and I said it at the time, you can't really enforce requiring an ID and no company is going to do that. And what will happen is they will just make it so people in Utah can't watch those sites or they'll take it to court and they might do both. And they've definitely done the first. So, so this goes into effect. Who, who knows when you listen to this, but this goes into effect tomorrow as of right now. So March 3rd. 2023 May goes third. into effect. May so, oh, yeah. or May, sorry, May. Their views are going to be through the roof tonight. So, so oh, it's already gone. So Pornhub, Pornhub on May first banned Utah. On May first, Pornhub, <laughs> if you, like VPN kind of deal. If you get to Pornhub from an IP address that's identified as being inside the state of Utah, Pornhub has a video that goes up that says, "Hey." <laughs> Your governor and your state legislative body decided to do this. We're not going to ask for IDs because the secrecy and privacy of our patrons is 100% one of our top priorities. And someone said, we're just not going to allow you I, to do I need it. to know, is is this like a statistic-based thing? Is there some weird thing that I don't know about that like Utah and kids are like super addicted to porn? Kids, or it's just a Utah law? Kid, I mean, I've got a theory, but... So kids know, but Utah itself, um, Utah is a pretty big consumer of porn. Right, but I don't feel like you want us to spend the money the on something kids. else. Again, it's just an excuse. The it's kids, the, the kids, it's the stifled LDS culture is what it the is. The kids are a scapegoat to get what they want. And by the way, this was passed by a good buddy Weiler. Yeah, I mean, it was passed by the supermajority of Republicans. Now, I don't know if this is going to hold up in court. And so there's a whole different aspect there where these companies... It's not supposed to be like freedom of speech kind of deal. Exactly. And if they want to speak with their dick out, then they can't. The argument, no, they can't. That's not actually necessarily (laughs) free speech. It just depends on where you're doing that and what actions you're taking. Um, if you're doing that in public, that's considered lewd conduct. No, but what if their video is for art? They're doing an artistic porn shoot. (laughs) 
they're entitled <laughs> to do the artistic porn shoot. Yeah, um, just not in Utah. Just though. can't watch it. So here's here's the kind of the legal argument on both sides. On from the state of Utah's perspective, they're saying, well, you have it's a it's law that you have to be 18 to be able to view pornography. We're just asking these businesses that offer pornography in our state to validate that the person Utah's viewing it no is fun. 18 or 18 or older. They can do that at if you ever walk into a doctor like Dr. John's or Adam and Eve or any of those adult stores, what do they do? They have to ID you. It's the Not law that they, in part of them. They have I've to, been into yeah. plenty where it wasn't until you went to the back room that yeah. they Well, ID'd if you, you go into Dr. John's, the whole thing's a back room. Right. But anytime <laughs> you go into an area like that, even at Spencer's in the mall, they I've sometimes n- will come never back been there. ID'd. If if you look too young, they will come back. Okay, I was a minor okay, back there. But Julia, <laughs> you just never look. But Julia, young, I guess. like you're you're basing it all on your personal true. experience. That's true. There are rules, and there are some people in those stores that don't give a shit, and they're not going to worry and about most it. Of them and then don't. there are people that will. Very but true. If, but there's if, a law, and there's if a you rule. look like you're 12 Actually, and you're looking at their dildos, no, I think I've been ID'd at Spencer's. They're, they're going to come kick you out if you look significantly underage. If you look like you're 16 and you're not or being a if shithead, there an, uh, an adult comes in and complains because yeah. they think that there's a kid back there. But my point is that stuff exists, and they the state has a right to require that. So there is like this juxtaposition of are we barring free speech or are we barring um, we're just asking them to follow uh, a law to obtain that, right? Like you can. What about the children? So it's a, it's an interesting juxtaposition. <laughs> I think that the state of Utah has found a nice kind of loophole to basically force most porn companies out. The question will be the ones that. So Pornhub is clearly like the biggest porn company out there on the internet. So there was a Harvard study that compared like subscriptions to porn versus um, uh, like uh, high speed bandwidth availability that in 2009 found Utah was like the number one porn consuming state in the country. But that was in 2009 when you had to pay for most porn sites, Pornhub you don't pay for. <laughs> and that's the thing. And I think the big concern is like kids on their cell phones getting to Pornhub. I had to go find dirty magazines when I was a kid, like, I just I just want to point out that if you're worried about kids on their cell phones accessing information like this, like Maybe they shouldn't have a cell phone. No. One, they shouldn't be having smartphones as early as they are. But also, there's so many other things that are way worse than Pornhub. Like, have you seen what? like some of the videos on TikTok that are going around? And like, I'd be more worried Instagram about Reels. Yeah, adults that's... like grooming my kids, and I'd be worried well, about that kind a much of thing. bigger concern. So the thing is, is if you have an open dialogue with your child about what sex really is and what it isn't, then porn is not dangerous for your child. Because know. the danger of porn is that you get a very, very skewed view of what a relationship and what a sex, specifically a sexual relationship should be like, right? Because porn is geared to a specific taste in sex, Right. And so if you're a little kid and you don't know anything about how anything works and you learn it from porn, it's probably not, you know, the, a, a loving, caring, tender relationship where everybody's making sure that everything's consensual and that everybody's good with the relationship and that they're checking on emotions, doing, doing all of those kinds of things that you would do 
in a loving relationship. That doesn't happen in porn. It's all about the sex and getting down to it and, and, and the show, right? So if you have a good dialogue with your kid about how a relationship's supposed to be, then they can watch porn for fun and not for learning purposes. In Utah, there are kids using it for learning purposes because their parents don't teach it. And then there are stifled men and women who are in relationships where they're not being satisfied. Maybe they're in relationships where they are, they're in maybe a heterosexual relationship and they don't want to be. And they're using porn to supplement what they really want. And that's, that's where the trouble for porn. It's not porn's fault. It's society's fault. The, the taboos and the, all of that is, is the problem. That's probably why it's so bad in the state specifically, mm-hmm. just saying from experience, because my parents did attempt to raise me LDS and there's so much like negativity around it. And to the point where you're not even allowed to be with the opposite gender just to hang out. Yep. Well, you can, you're not even allowed to nothing. be friends with them. Um, they didn't let me attend any of the sex ed classes in school. So by the time I had gotten married, I had no idea. I had no idea. Well, and, and then, then it's scary and, you know, if it's painful, you just assume that that's the way it's supposed to be because nobody mm-hmm. ever tells you anything. It's, it's a, it's a bad deal. And people well, get even, married having never had sex and they have no way of knowing if they're compatible or not. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't even live together before You're not supposed either. to even have conversations about it before you right. get married. How are yeah. you supposed to know? So here's that's a, why the smart ones soak first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so the big concern though is it becomes like shameful. Even after you're married, it becomes shameful. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where it's such a big it's problem. Such, it's a taboo the whole time growing up. It doesn't magically change when you get married that like, no, no, oh, no, 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 go, 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 go. Sex is like this glorious, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's still not a glorious, beautiful thing. You didn't get to talk to your mom about it. You get to talk to like your friends about it. Like it's, it's a taboo well, subject. And even if you were talking to your friends about it, they're probably in a similar situation. So, don't know. you know, you're having other kids teach other kids about something that they don't know the well, I'm, t- I'm talking even adults. I'm not talking about children. I'm talking like adult friends having honest conversations about their sex lives and, and being able to actually have an open conversation and, you know, get tips and advice from other people in similar or who have been in similar situations like that just doesn't exist here. No, it, it really doesn't. Part. And I'll say that. And like going back. She's to like- tried. She constantly every time they get like a couple friends, she's like, hey, can we have a conversation about your sex life? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, so it was just so restrictive. And I remember when I came back from my honeymoon, I didn't want to see anyone in person. I felt so much shame because everyone knew. Everyone oh. knows now. Yeah, everyone knows now. Yeah, you've had a and, flag planted. Yeah, and it's just, it's no one's business though, right? So I think where we're using children as an excuse, it's really alarming because we're taking that trust away from them. And really, if our kids are like looking at porn, like it's, it's not really supposed to be our concern. Yeah, we should have like open conversations with them and open relationships with them, but that's not something that we should be controlling. Well, and the state of Utah shouldn't be stepping in. Yeah, I'm true. Just saying, true, you, true. you hear in our intro, and I it's not the I job to parent. Look down at my coaster uh, that Julia made me. You know, my my thing in our intro is this is what happens when your number one health concern in a state is porn. It's got a little pink dildo on it too. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's um, why I threw this in here because I thought it would be a good topic. It, it is because for it's, sure. it's prevalent. So we'll have to see what happens. I mean, for now, for those of you that don't know, 
one, you should already be using a VPN. <laughs> if you're surfing the internet in general without a VPN in play, you're, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call you a fucking moron because you that's, were. I heard the, f- I, I stopped. <laughs> that's most people. Right. If you are surfing the web and you don't have cookies disabled, uh, and third party content disabled and you're not mostly using incognito to do stuff, you're probably doing it wrong. Um, because there's a lot of data being collected on you. Um, but you should, if, if that is something you wish to pursue, get a VPN like Express VPN, um, where you can just change all it is is a service that allows you to change your IP address and it looks like you're in San Francisco or Taiwan or Singapore or Ukraine. You should probably pick a country that the United States isn't pissed about because that's what they're going to block. Yeah, it is, it is worth noting that if you do switch yourself outside just the U.S. Just tell them that you live in Quebec. Um Sometimes California. everything's well, cool in California. Well, sometimes like if you, if you were to like say, Hey, well, so I use a VPN and like if I travel internationally, you can say you're in the U S while you're in a different country and be able to access get the US stuff. US-based stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or you could say, Hey, I'm in the UK and get access to United Kingdom Netflix content while in the U S. But typically speaking, if you say that you're like in Utah and then you switch and then like suddenly you're in Singapore, a lot of sites will block your login access because they think that you are being hacked. So you just have to be a little careful with it. But generally speaking, like you should probably use a VPN and you can use a VPN to continue to watch porn on Pornhub if that's what you wish to do with your life. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there for people <laughs> that don't know. Figure it out. And it's good practice. Ten anyway. bucks says that the kids that they're trying to protect for this already know how to do half of that shit. Oh, I'm anyway. sure. I'm sure they Googled it. They, they already I, got it. How the kids that really want to look, yeah, all the dudes that want to look at porn, the 16-year-old boys, which is really, they're the ones that are going to have the most I feel trouble. like it's even younger, though. But it, it this will be a thing. Like, all these repressed Utah County husbands that watch porn obsessively, they're going to struggle. Well, um, uh, I hate to break it to you, babe, but there's um, some repressed I think, Utah wives that I are think, doing it. Too. I was going to say, all the wives are now going to start complaining. I think the violent are too clingy all of a sudden. The violent crime rate in Utah <laughs> County is going to go up. To me now. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Violent crime in Utah County is probably going up soon. Well, it's not just Utah County. Severe County, Salt Lake County, Morgan County, San Juan County. No, no, no. no. But it's Utah County. It's Utah County where most of like the super repressed Mormons are. Except for that's not on this list. Okay, the list that Jeremy put on there, I told you to ignore it because Jeremy... You didn't tell me. Uh, I was doing something else, like working. Jeremy put a list of stuff. Instead of like putting the actual study, which oh, was... he a- put a link. No, did, Isn't that not, a link or did he no, just underline? that's a link to a different article. That's the link to the honor about Pornhub. And then oh. he put some details from a study in 2009. But oh. the study's pretty limited. So um, the way it found... And it's also from 2009, which is... A very different internet space than 2023. Why do I feel like we are just moving backwards in time in this country? Because we are. Because we are. Yeah. We are. I mean, they just took away all women's rights, so we're definitely... Well, most of them. Not, taking we away can, women's rights. We can still vote. Taking away our I porn. Guess, for now. For now, yeah. So... Okay. Just wait for it, I guess. Pretty soon, the only two people that'll be able to vote in this room are these two because they're white still. White men. No, I'm a Republican. I don't register yeah. Republican. It's so funny. We're registered so we can vote in the you know primaries. the primaries and have some say since it's probably going to be a Republican person. Oh. So the girls' voter cards still come to our house, and so it's like 
was it one is non-affiliated, one's something else, and then two Republican cards were decided. So you can vote not Republican. Well, well, yeah. no. So in this state, you have to be registered Republican to right. vote Republican primary. So Chris and I registered as Republican. So if we're going to have... always going to win. Huh? Yeah, well, not so, always, but so so for most races, there's not even more than one Democratic candidate anyway. So right? there's not even a primary. So very rarely is there actually a primary runoff for a Democratic candidate for any given seat, uh, whether it's state legislature, national legislature, or, you know, even like a city council position. There's almost never two Democrats. In fact, oftentimes they have a hard time finding one. So being Democrat and part of the party, like, yeah, you can go through the caucus system and everything else and you can be, you know, a part of the Democratic Party. But as a voting citizen, I can still vote for them in the general election. I can vote for Democrats on the ticket. What I can't vote for is, for instance, the governor's race, right? We've had one Democratic governor, I think, in the history in of the history state. Of Utah. And, and that's insane. So if I want to vote for governor, I have to do it in the primary. So if I want to vote, you know, when Spencer Cox is done, we're going to have a whole slew of challengers. We'll likely have two or three people in a race for Republican candidate for governor. That will be decided in the primary. And whoever wins that candidacy will be, will the, be winner. the governor. They'll and be the governor. S- and so because you have to be a registered Republican to participate in that, I would rather choose which Republican is going to represent me if that's who's going to represent me. Now, the one downside is... Um, for like the presidential election, I would much rather vote for one of the other candidates right now. That's not Joe Biden. Oh, for sure. Because I think Joe Biden is a mistake as, as a, as a second term president. I think he's been a rough few years and it's, I mean, we're asking him not only to finish out this year and next, but then to add four more. How old will he be? How old is he? Yeah. He will be the oldest president ever. Okay, but that didn't. They really need to have a cap on age. He will be eighty-six years old when he leaves office. And like anyone that has really old family members, um, and when I say really old, I mean going from their seventies and into their eighties. There is a marked difference when you're in your seventies versus when you're in your eighties. Even your dad, who is just now, he's just now eighty, right? No, like seventy-eight. He was born in forty-two, so he's eighty. Yeah, eighty-one. Yeah, and the difference now from like five years ago is incredibly Huge. noticeable. And he's physically, not, mentally, everything. he's not running a fucking country. He's retired. He goes to bed and sleeps for like ten hours a night, probably. Probably has a nap in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> the president doesn't get that option. No. And so, I mean, you like look if you look even like Barack Obama, who was fairly young when he took office. The difference from when he took office to even well, when he even ran just, for his second yeah, term that's what I was gonna say. is insane. He, he like aged 20 years like older. yeah, twenty years in those four years. Well, I wouldn't a, say twenty. I would say I would say a decade. It's, it's pretty but, rough. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's every president. It's not just you know no. if you look through time, it's the same way. It's like, a hard job. People forget how young Bill Clinton was when he took office. How young looking compared to when he left. Like well, it's even a rough like. Job. Reagan or mm-hmm. any of those guys, any of the recent, any of the recent presidents, you can literally see the difference after the first four years, what it, what it looked like. What so it looked like. the down- for Trump, he still looked the so same. So the downside to being a registered He's Republican, he runs is, all his companies. I don't get to vote in that Democratic primary, but it doesn't really matter because Utah's input into the Democratic primary means jack shit. And from a national standpoint, our vote doesn't really count. Also in Utah, in you don't have to be registered. Democrat to vote in the Democratic. You cannot be a Republican and vote in the Democratic primary. 
But you don't have to be a registered Democrat. Correct. You can be independent or unaffiliated, but you cannot be a registered Republican. I'm just telling you. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so I'm a registered Republican for that reason. Um, not because I'm a Republican and ideal. I think that's stupid. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's, uh, we can now, I think, officially <laughs> talk to our guest about her after our, um, our intro. But she, I mean, she's been, I don't know she's been participating a lot more than a lot of guests do. And it, that's it's why it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was worthwhile to just continue that conversation, especially the porn conversation. Um, that was some good perspective. It's Chris's favorite thing in the world. Well, I mean, it's good perspective. It's it's good perspective to hear from someone who grew up LDS in this mm. state because that's not the case for anyone in this room except Julia. But Julia also grew up with a dad that was not LDS. Um, for so, part of that I was like twelve. Most of her, for, I said for part of that LDS. time. So, so I just want to add here. Uh, my parents actually converted when I was about eight years old. And that's so, the perfect time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they planned it, actually. Um, so I remember a time where we weren't LDS. And so growing up, LDS was super hard for me. And we actually lived in Arizona up until I was about 12 years old. And that's when we moved here. And it was a huge culture shock. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie. The, the girls and young women were so mean. They're awful. They're horrible. And I don't want to, like, put down any viewers or listeners that were LDS. Like, I know not everyone is that way, but just from I came personal, home crying from church every single week. My first summer at girls camp here, uh, there was a I girl that away. looked me so up bad. and down and she said, could you know, I'm quoting her, wow, you're fat and walked away from me. My first experience <laughs> yeah. with Utah LDS. So That's- I know, I know it's very different and I, I don't want to like generalize everyone. But oh, we do. It's well, as, as of someone who grew up not LDS, I was excluded from everything. Literally, my best friend, right? I was allowed to go to her house, but she wasn't allowed to come to my house because yep. her mom was so I, afraid of what might happen. I couldn't have friends that weren't LDS. Yes, well, to be yeah. to be fair, you Catholics were the original converters. <laughs> like and the Mormons are trying to do it now, but they're in a they're in a difficult place because when you Catholics did it, no one could read. They had to believe what the priest told them, and like that was it. The, the Mormons, the Mormons have a much harder job of right. it. They got to convince, they got to convince everyone that they're actually fucking aliens. Even if they could read, it was Latin. So well, even they got to convince everyone that they that they're aliens and that their prophet that like wrote the whole damn religion in the 1850s. We're not talking about thousands of years here, like the Catholics in the 1850s, like. That, the, that that guy found some magic plates that he looked inside of a hat and that like he magically wrote a whole damn religion on that. And that he well, wasn't and like. Then ignore, there's so many different stories of how it happened. Ignore too. all of the other yeah. religions that were around them that are just quote unquote similar to his. Hey. Like Hashtag Mason yeah. Ray. And was, the Catholics. He's the smartest. <laughs> look, they are the smartest cult leaders that ever existed. You know why? So, because they didn't kill off their entire congregation. Like Heaven's Gate, those oh, fuckers yeah. all drank poison. The Jones cult, they, they all, all drank the poison. They also, like, also, they were able to switch leadership so that they're also the, it could go on and they didn't have to try and like. Yeah, Brigham Young just hijacked it. Also, the Mormons were better at shooting other people. That's true. They weren't afraid to kill. Yeah. 
and burying their people. temples. Well, think so about it. Like, think about it. You have like these religious extremist groups, like the the group in Waco. Yeah. Right. Like, if the Mor- I have to imagine if the Mormons started when the people in Waco were around, a similar scenario would have played out. Would have been about the same ending. But because the Mormons started in the Western expansion in the 1800s, when they could just go out and claim a they parcel. Fled. They can just go out and claim a parcel of land and say, this is ours. I mean, fuck, the U.S. The U.S. government sent an army here to put it's, them down. It's like that piece of broccoli that you forget in the back of your fridge. And then all of a sudden your house... And it smells like rotting <laughs> flesh. like rotting flesh. So the Mormons all fled, Did. and then we all kind of forgot because no, everybody lived in the No, we left because they didn't like us. The Mormons then, didn't just claim a chunk. They claimed Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, oh yeah, they claimed Arizona, of, and half of, of Texas. And part of uh, Mexico, I think. And the U.S. government was like, nah, I don't think so. Nah, bro. It's for us. Except for Utah, they can keep that one. Well, but no, it was so funny even, because... Well, they took a they didn't, chunk out of Well, they didn't even want too. them to keep right. Utah. They told them, you. They they came here with an army. When the temple was first being built and Utah, like the, the, the Mormons said, okay, we will not have our guy be the yeah. governor. Well, they said Brigham Young steps down yeah. and, we, and the government so, will put in so you the territorial Do you want to hear a story that they tell us at church about that? So they tell us that they actually buried the Salt Lake City temple under a bunch of dirt and they hid. And so when the army got here, saw that no one was here, left and went home. Yeah, that is not what happened. That's not even. I mean, that's what they tell us. The first part of that, the first part of that was true. They 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 did cover it up. They were prepared to burn everything. Um, What do they say? I'm curious because I I didn't go to Mormon Sunday school. I'm curious what they say about the Mountain Meadows massacre. They don't ever talk about it at all. They didn't. No. Yeah. Yeah, That's not about it. There's no catchy. There's no catchy song about how they dressed up as Paiutes and murdered a bunch of people. That's in school, not in church. I didn't even learn that in school, actually. No, of course you wouldn't, because you lived in Utah. So yeah, when when the army came into Utah, (laughs) they were standing by all of their homes with torches as the army went down Main Street, and if they did anything, they were going to torch the whole city. Yeah. Oh. It was uh it was a a whole thing. Uh okay, sorry. Um so <laughs> we're gonna get to our good. guest then yeah. we'd be uh, sidetracked. So our guest is uh you've been hearing her throughout the show, uh is Ancora Rose, um, who is the owner of Bones and Clove. Yep, that's that correct. It? I don't know. So you can find me on Instagram uh via Ancora Rose or my business account, which is Bones and Clove, um, which is technically my tattoo studio. That's what it goes by. Um, so if you guys are ever interested in tattooing, wink, wink, unshameful marketing. Hey, I'm just going to throw this out there. Our listeners already know tattoos are trashy. <laughs> what? I love them. You He's should... teasing. Chris He's literally I am trashy. Okay. I was going to say I am covered. So. I literally got my arm one after the you last not, tattoo artist. I'm did, telling so. you right now, I'm looking at you. You are not covered in tattoos. Wait, I'll show you. No. <laughs> covered in Her tattoos. legs are. I will show you some people that are covered in tattoos. You are not. You have no. You you have so, no so right here's to speak, the thing. Chris. You, you don't have, have a single one. You have Look, bare so arms. here's the thing, you though. Because he's a baby. You don't have. Face I do tattoos. have a tattoo on my neck. Not visible to me. It's behind your hair, so, isn't it? I have Mormon parents, right? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. She's got a cross on her neck. So I put them in places where I know I can hide them. So that when I go to my parents' house, they're not going to see. And that's why they're Don't not visible to crap. you. Man, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I, I would not give a I look, shit with my parents. I look, I, very, no, Mine are so pretty much all I in do, I easy do to hide like places. A, you know, I, I tried, like I tried that attitude and it just, it doesn't go with mine. She's so. literally got a hand tattoo. What are you talking about, Chris? What? Nice. It's <laughs> a, a cover up. It's a cover up. Yeah. So no. my daughter needs a cover up for a stupid 
freaking hand tattoo. Her moon is <laughs> fine. We all have a crescent moon. All started, yeah, all for different reasons. Yeah. I just copied them, but so we, we need to start with when were you born? When when is I born? The the do month we... and the date. You do not have to show the year. Okay, I was gonna say. They um, never. <laughs> I always have to clarify. Okay, I was born March twenty eighth. Mm. I am an Aries. With a Virgo rising, so I look calm and collected, but on the inside, I tell you, I am not. So the so end of June, first part of July, maybe the 4th of July, your parents so, were right. having a party. Yeah. Oh, no, because yeah. they're Mormon. No, or no they, they, they converted late. No, they so here, here's, I hope my parents never listen to this, but... Um, here's a story that's they'll, they'll, immature podcast. They'll hear they a lot. Will not. I won't even tell them about, about it. Your, they'll hear a lot more about your thoughts. Uh, I, they don't even know I have a tattoo studio, honestly. Like, I hate when people put so much pressure on you to have these good relationships with your parents. And it's great if you can. Like, my boyfriend has wonderful relationships with his parents. But sometimes it's just for the best not to. Yeah. So they don't even know about my tattoo shop, honestly. But, so back to your conception. Yes. Oh my god. So <laughs> she my knows mom. The story. She's been told. Oh yeah. Here's the story it's that not they not when tell I us. was here and Dad told me all about it. I don't. On my first episode. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So I won't. I won't tell you everything because it's a little bit of family drama. But uh, my mom was 17 when she got pregnant with me. Oh. And she will try to tell you otherwise. But their wedding anniversary is in September. The year before I was born. So September, I'm going to have to give away my year now. So they were born, or sorry, they were married uh, September of 94. Mm-hmm. I was born March of 95. Oh, oh you were premature. You were Shotgun very premature. But here, I was a late baby. She will tell you that, though. But here, I was a late baby. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> this is what... This is that's why I say you, they converted later. <laughs> you grew up probably being able to figure that out pretty early in life. Yeah, but they still continue to try. I to found me. out I was the similar situation. Only my mom and my dad got married three months before I was born. I found that out last year. <laughs> oh, no. How did you not know when they got married? So, because they got divorced. They got divorced. When, uh, I guess that's when true. I was like two or something. Yeah. The whole like don't have sex before you get married thing was so drilled into my head. That by the time I turned 18, I couldn't wait to tell my mom that I didn't have a baby yet. Like she, she was like, how does it feel to be 18? And I was like, great, I'm not pregnant. So I will speak from a parent's perspective. Having an 18 year old that's not pregnant is a hell of an accomplishment as a a parent. Here's the thing. She was taking me for pregnancy tests since I was 14. Holy fuck. I had food poisoning one time and she took me to the doctor for a pregnancy test because she she didn't believe me. Did she have a real conversation with you about sex and, and pregnancy and birth control and contraception? Yeah, I was nine. Okay, but just the one. And it was pretty much like a Bible that said, with the tree of life, have you seen seen that tree of life picture? So no, no, no. She didn't have a real conversation with you about contraception. No. So here's the thing. I had my son when I was 19. Um, So so one year later. (laughs) You just barely made it past that. So I got married at 19, though, too. But you you were raised Mormon. Like, that's the thing, man. I Yeah. So following a normal dating timeline, like, we were dating for two years. I started dating him when I was 16. You're not a normal Mormon. Those fuckers That's get married. That's pretty usually married in like six, six months, months. Back from a mission. No, yeah, so, no, though if she's 16, I, that's, yeah. that's pretty Vir- normal. Yeah. Virgo rising, though, I, I'm really logical. Like, to me, two the LDS church never made any sense. I didn't get married in the temple or anything. I actually got married in a barn. But, um, what was I saying? So, yeah, I got married when I was 19. I ended up pregnant on the honeymoon. 
because my mom never had that birth control conversation with me. It was always just don't do it. And since she had been testing me since (laughs) I was 14, I couldn't wait at 18 years old to tell her that she was, you know, pretty much a terrible mother this whole entire time by not believing me. Do you have other siblings? Yeah, three. Were they as crazy with the other siblings? Oh, they were worse. Oh. I actually found are out you... that it got worse after I moved out. So, so. are you, you're the old, oldest? I'm the oldest, yeah. So, they're so. trying to, to uh, not lose out on the other two. Have you had yeah. quality conversations with your younger siblings about proper sexual, no. like, oh, <laughs> you I should... feel like you might owe I, it to... No. It's not her responsibility. I, I don't like having those conversations, though. Like, that shame is still there. That's but it's also not me. her responsibility. Like, they are not her children. No. So but... so I ended up divorced at 22, right? It, that's that just, sounds about right yeah, for someone that got married at 19. 19, yeah. It's just way too young. And even with dating after that, there's still that shame there. Like, I didn't like telling people that I was dating. Um, I don't like talking to my siblings about it. And it's just... Hey, that's not not a good conversation that, yet. That's so. a, I mean, that's a that's a thing that's like, you know, people get married at nineteen. I I've told my girls this many times, but like, you change so much, so much. So like, okay, you're an adult at eighteen, but what have you really done that's being? I an feel adult? like so your frontal lobe doesn't start de- stop developing really until you're around twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. So yeah. even we were just talking to my daughter who turned twenty five in January, and. She said, like, I literally can, like, feel a shift in the way that I'm viewing things in this last, kind of this last year, things started changing. The way that I view things, the way that, that I just take in information. She's like, it's, it's real. The shift is real. And she's always been. It is really real. I I like to tell my kids, like, the you now wouldn't dream of hanging out with the you at 18. Oh, yeah. no. I would hate 19-year-old me, to be honest. Yeah. I'd be like, why well, are you look getting at yourself, married? Look at yourself at 18 and 19. Look at yourself now. You're probably not even like even no. remotely the same person. There's so much growth that happens. Well, we that. were talking to her about uh, tattoos in particular because she, she wants to get a, her sleeve. She's kind of been working on getting a sleeve. And, she, and Chris had always said, you know, we could give you permission to get a tattoo, but you need to wait until you're older. Older, and yeah. All and of this then stuff. I said, what else did I tell them? Uh, he hates tramp stamps and he says that you don't get to, uh, was it 23? 23? I said to both of them, I don't care how many tattoos you get. Do not get a lower back tattoo until you are over the age of 23. Because no one in their fucking right mind that's over 23 years old gets a lower back tattoo. (laughs) Unless it's part of a full back piece. That's different. That's not a lower back tattoo. But anyway, she was saying, like, I'm really glad that I didn't because I'd probably have, like, some band lyrics or something on my body that I would be really regretful about, right? And now, like, all of her tattoos have... A, a meaning like they're all on her body for a very very specific reason she's but I got, got this tattoo when nickelback was so famous I got this, she's this got like a crescent moon from with her like sorority. lyrics across my chest she's got her her <laughs> constellation for her sign on on one side for her ribs she's got a really beautiful flower over her shoulder her and her sister got similar like arm tattoos hers is like right here and sean's is like right here but all, you know, she's got paw prints, like all of them have a, a reason and a meaning. And she's like, yeah, if I had song lyrics from songs that I liked mm-hmm. when I was 17, 18, 19, and even like 20. Pop your fish nizzle on your nizzle. Yeah. She didn't watch the music like that. <laughs> oh but- God. So I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up though, because uh, my tattoo shop is actually geared towards spirituality. 
And so I will have clients come in and they will tell me what they want to bring in or take out of their life. So for example, a uh, most recent one that I did was that she wanted power and strength. And so we did a tiger skull with sword lilies. And then you put that on the corresponding side of your body to bring that into your life. And so it kind of brings in the cycle, mainly because I know the younger generation wants to get tattoos, but they don't always know what they want. And so that just kind of helps them. And it also helps the people that want them, but they're too nervous about the meaning part. Like, like it's an too intention much tattoo. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So it's, it's like intention tattooing. So like, what if you get... So you don't, I was going to say, you don't have the book with the pick, the pick, the rose and the sailor. Oh, a flash book? The oh. anchor. And... I, I have some flash tattoos, but they're very different they're than the traditional. They're all very spiritual. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very different style. Crystal-y, so, so candles, that kind of thing. What if they want to bring something into their life, but then in uh, like 10 years from now, they just have too much of that and it's just overbearing. I have too much money now. Can you take it away? I have too much strength and power. I don't want this anymore. I mean, like maybe, maybe they want to have some humility in their life. Cover it up. (laughs) No, then we would just add to the other side of their body because it's all about balance. Like you got to remember to balance yourself out. And so it's the same thing with tattoos. You just have to have balance. I like that answer. So you so, need another one on. It means you need to come by a second so, one. It means you need so to Bra- come back. Means, yeah. needs one on her neck. Yeah. Right here. On the yeah. front so, to counteract to, uh, the one on the back of her neck. On the back like a hand, <laughs> like wrapping around it's, your throat. Okay, dude. <laughs> like, I feel like this is how I think of, I don't think of my body as sides as front and back. I think of my body this way, like left, left and, and right. right. So, so it is. So this, this it tattoo is, is right. in the middle. It is left and right. I think of you See? as top and you bottom. Guys, you guys are dorky. I think they just don't have tattoos. Bottom. They don't get it. I was going to say something really assy, world. but so, instead. <laughs> so I'm glad though that we actually talked about LDS background a lot today because that what that is what drove me to my next product that I want to talk about, which is my Shadow Oracle deck. Holy cow. I am obsessed with just touching these cards. Aren't they so they're, pretty? They're is really it stone quality. paper? It's just a matte finishing. Uh, I'm, just, made, I'm just It's obsessed made out of all them. biodegradable I, materials. I, I gave you that to look at, not to like manhandle. Have no, you touched manhandle the cards? All you Julia's want. gonna sell those. Yeah, have she you, can buy it. Have you touched <laughs> the cards? They'll be worth yeah, more now that Bree's. Bree has blessed too. them with her hand I, sweat. I just no, do it. I just they feel amazing. Like, she doesn't even just, stroke me like that. The the part that always <laughs> sells not, people on them is they're printed in Italy. They're, Everyone likes them. Yeah, there. I get the, really I get them made in Italy. I get that question a lot because people want to know if it's local. I just want to say technically for me it is local. So did you do all the art on the cards? Yeah. So I drew all forty two pictures. There's forty two cards in the deck. I also wrote the book. And the main reason I did this is because over these last four years, um, mainly because of my divorce, I've gone through a lot of growth and development, and I wanted to share that experience with other people. And I also started delving into the spiritual side. So I was learning tarot cards and crystals and chakra healing and all that. And one thing that came up a lot was shadow work. But for some reason in the witch community, it is so negative. And I didn't like like blood magic. (laughs) It shouldn't be, though. It's people view it without understanding what it is. is You're looking at the demon side of yourself, like like the scary stuff. Like when you think about Satanism, people just assume that it's bad and it's not. It's it's not like it's the part of yourself that you repress was God's favorite angel. 
I just want to remind everyone of that. Well, I've decided that God's an asshole, so I decided that the first time I'm I read just throwing the Bible. this out there. The serpent <laughs> in every culture except Christianity and even means somewhat something Christianity good, strong means knowledge. And and that's what it represents. I mean, it actually represents that in Christianity. We just don't broadcast it, right? Because the serpent is the one that told Adam well, and Eve also, to go to the tree of knowledge. Knowledge is bad in Christian religions. Like the Mormons don't the want more you to you know. know. Question them. Do you yep. want to hear a funny question I asked an LDS missionary one time? So a lot of times they'll tell you you can't have coffee because it's a hot drink, right? What about hot chocolate? Okay, what about I, an ice latte? That's what I did. I stared him straight in the face and I was like, does that mean I can have a frappe? He had no answer for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I always it. ask, I what about hot chocolate? I think the bigger... Mormons are famous for drinking hot chocolate. That's a hot drink. Or, or they'll give you the caffeine excuse. And I'm like, well, what about that Red Bull you got? Yeah. Well, the better... What about the all the Coca-Colas? The yeah, better representation of the frappe, which is made with initially hot coffee that has then been chilled, yeah. is cold brew, which never gets heated. There you it go. Is, it is made cold. with cold water and ground beans, and that's it. Yep. Mm, bean juice so cold and also okay. cold so. brew is fucking delicious also, it's great yeah. hot chocolate because chocolate has caffeine <laughs> in it and it's hot cold brew is ultra caffeinated too oh, it's yeah. way more caffeinated way than more coffee. so yeah but back, <laughs> back to my deck no you're That's good okay. yeah so just growing up with that really restrictive lds culture and i still get a, a lot of like beef about it for my parents as an adult and so I made this deck specifically to help with it because to me, shadow work is kind of like imagine your spirit as just a room. And right now the room is not very bright. You can't see everything. So you might run into a piece of furniture. You might, you know, trip over a cord or something. And shadow work just brings it into the light so that it's the same room, but now you can see everything and now you're aware of everything. And so I wanted to transition shadow work into a new age of positivity. And so my deck here actually has no reverse meanings whatsoever. No, no negativity. It is all words of affirmation. Um, it's just nothing but positive questions. So there's some cards in here that will specifically ask you, do you really have this opinion or is this an opinion that was put on you by society? Also, these cards are incredibly feminine. Yes. So that's my, that's my next portion, actually. So healing energy is mainly feminine, right? So all of these cards are female and I am currently working on a all male deck that I hope to release later this year, which will be the other side of shadow work. So when you're done with your shadow work and you've lit up that room and now you've accepted who you are, um, you can go into the reborn and rebirth process. So that's where you get the masculine energy. That's where you gain confidence and you start to discover who you really are. So I'm really excited for that deck because I feel like that's the age I'm in right now. Is it going to be silver? Because this one's gold. Yes. I so the plan is to make it red and silver. The Ooh. shadow oracle deck is black and gold. And it's interesting how I made these cards. It took me about a year but every single card that I made, I was going through that process while making it. So while I went through the sketching process, the research process, and even the writing process, because I wrote the book that it comes with, it's something that I was going through myself. So it's it's definitely something I feel strongly about. And I know everyone else can feel that when they interact with the deck. 
And it's just a really powerful message that I want everyone to have access to. Um, but yeah, this is like a fidget spinner for me. <laughs> I don't fidget with stuff. I don't usually sit and play with things. Mm-hmm. I'd start shuffling those if they were. Yeah, involved. pull a card, shuffle, and see what you get. I'm actually really. The curious. book gives a couple of journal prompts, which is really mm-hmm. cool. So you can do journal work with it. Yeah, those questions, or I... just think about the question yeah, throughout I, the day. I mean, yeah. I'd be riffle shuffling them. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to mess them up too much. No, it's no, cards. It. You're not yeah. going to mess them up. They're not in a well, They're supposed to be really used. I know, I know they look really pretty, but no, please, I want you to use them. I want you to. <laughs> they're to be sold. It's We don't want to ruin a product for sale. No, it's okay. I have some display decks. I was going to say all of our decks yeah. at my shop get open and shuffled. By yeah, everyone, we, we so. let them interact with them. So right. We take the of, packaging off of every single deck in the shop. There's a lot of decks there yeah, in the shop. Yeah, so you can get these online. You can do a bridge with them and I can't. It's called a riffle shuffle. Whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get these online at uh, bonesandclove.bigcartel.com. I have that link on my Instagram. I am also in a few shops around um, the Salt Lake Valley. So I'm over at Julia's shop, which is the Palladian Altar. I am also How over... Do you spell it? <laughs> <laughs> I let, actually, let me look that up. I actually typed her name into our system so that I could find her co- her company because I always mix up the E and the A. It took me a week to figure out how to spell my own business name. It's it okay. took me a while to learn how to pronounce it. But, but it's also what? Where, what's the name of the site? We have a DBA as Utah Crystals LLC. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I, got also, my, I got my first piece of mail yesterday that gave, said Utah Crystals. Who gave it. you that Aww. sweet idea to make a This idiot name. called Chris, who's my <laughs> IT guy. <laughs> but you can also find me at um, Beehive Buds, which is over in Sandy. And then True Solstice, which is like a kind of body positivity center. Like they do um, vitamin shots and ultrasonic kind of work. I, th- I swear this feels just like stone paper. There you go. I love stone paper. I'm obsessed with stone hey, paper. Draw your card. I heard. Chop, so chop. the paper is matte finishing. It's all biodegradable, including the inks and the gold foil. So if you like have little children and then they start to chew on them, don't worry about it. It's food grade ink. Well, I mean, you should worry or about it. Or if your dog eats it, it's like a waste of money at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, you'd have to get die. a new deck, but they're yeah. not going to die. It's You're not going to cause any poison. If, you, if they all blow away outside, if you, and yeah, if you drop one outside see, and can't find it, I'm, it's not going to be bad for the I'm, environment. I'm of the I'm of the 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 people that grew up where like. Maybe it should be a little poisonous because that'll learn them, right? <laughs> like we learn. had 50-pound TVs on TV trays with a cord hanging right. off. Just teetering. You pull that. You, you go around that cord. Fuck around and find out was a real thing. My what, brother, what's it called? Natural selection? My yeah. brother pulled oh, yeah, like on case. a cord when he was little uh, that was on the counter hanging off. It was to a fry daddy with hot oil in it. Nice. Spilled oil all over himself, melted some scissors and a whole bunch of other shit. Not nice, by the way. But no, guess what? He not. never fucking did the rest of his life. Pulled on a cord hanging off a counter. <laughs> so, guess you what? Know, I've never done in my whole entire life, and I didn't have to learn it the hard way. Oh, well, you know, some people are smarter than others. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Your mom. So I have similar parenting styles with my son. Uh, when he was one years old, his first Halloween, I did not limit the candy he could have. And that kid ate so much candy until he threw it up. And to this day, he prefers to only have one or two pieces. That's I'm well, there you surprised. Go. He, there you go. The, I'm surprised the kid remembers that. Oh yeah. Why? 
one that's year old. It's like that one it's thing you eat that makes you sick and like, now you're one, scared to eat like, it. But I think what happened you mean is first that Halloween, like when he was like old enough to like recollect, or like one no. year old, you walked him around. One years old, I walked him around in a stroller. Wow. Yep. And Solid I let him parenting. have all the candy he wanted. So what'd you pull? Death card. The, the dog, so this one tarot. doesn't. Yeah, that's tarot. That's These are all good cards. Remember, what's tarot? Death actually isn't a bad card. We had, we had Alan in a this while one says back. <laughs> the dog and it's be loyal, be love. I had to put my glasses on to read it though because I can't see. But that's what it says. The dog, so be loyal, the, be love. What's the book say? Are you going to make I her tell you? I can't memory? read it. It's too small. I have to put my glasses on. <laughs> You're going to know where it is in your book better. <laughs> well, I mean, they're numbered so you can find them pretty it's 25. easily. Okay. Thanks for reminding me. The dog actually comes up a lot, especially lately. I think people really need that one. So the dog goddess is offering her heart to you. So you can see in our picture that she has the heart sticking out. Um, asking us to accept the love that is being given to us and to show love to those around us. She is warning us that change is a part of life and to accept where life guides us. She's asking us to be loyal to both ourselves and to those around us. When this card appears, the goddess or sorry, the goddess represents good fortune, change of pace, and love. It is important to love ourselves before we can love others. We subconsciously talk to other people the way we talk to ourselves. She is reminding us that we are all human. We should love each other unconditionally as dogs love humans. It is time to open our hearts and follow our heart's guidance. However, proceed with self-protection. We must have compassion and empathy, but remain loyal to yourself above all. There we go. So that one... I really love sharing because um, when I was going through my divorce, I got a lot of really mean comments. People do not like it when you go through something like that. Um, comments, especially where married couples will be like, well, I'm unhappy, but you don't see me getting a divorce. <laughs> or can't That's you just... That's not something to brag about. <laughs> I know, right? Or can't you just work it out? Like they, they act like you're doing it over something really stupid, right? And so this one was there to remind me that their heart's in a good place, right? Like, I, I suppose. Like, they're just concerned. So that's where they're speaking, speaking from, they're even if it's negative. Because you had the strength to change your stars it as opposed be. to them. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's another point for it, is to have that love and compassion towards myself and be like, you know what? I am making the right decision. I need to be loyal to who I am before I can love anyone else and before I can be loyal to anyone else. So Yeah, when I got when I got my divorce... Jeremy and uh, Jeremy and Heather were probably my only set of friends at that time. And like, they were not surprised. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how unsurprising the news comes out. Look, people don't get divorced on a fucking whim. It's not something that was like, they woke up one day and they're like, I'm done with you. Let's get a divorce. Usually by the time the D word actually comes out and people are, are getting the D Getting divorced. Getting, the D. getting, getting the that D. big D. Well, I mean, really, like when, when getting that, another D. When, when people hit that point in a relationship <laughs> where they're married. It's the second D. You know, typically it's one sided. It's not always one sided, but usually it's, it's one sided in, in, in the, in the fact that like not both people are mutually like, yeah, okay, I think it's time to get a divorce. Now that does happen, but most of the time it's one person. Usually the woman in these instances that has, no, but they have already gone through that that whole process of trying to, like, trying to make it work, trying to get their partner to make it work. And they've basically gone through 
all of the steps of trying to make things work to the point where they get they get to that point where they go, okay, I've I've exhausted all avenues. Now it's time. And at that point, when it becomes that serious, they're done. Well, that it, it's not just that simple. So women process things much differently than men, right? So as as most, I feel like most women, when they go through and if they're the initiator of their divorce, they have reached out to their partner quite a bit and their partner is very clueless on it. And so the woman goes through all of the stages of grief and they get done and, and then they're, they have already mourned their relationship and that's when they decide that they have to put it behind them. And then that ends. And then the man's like, wait, what happened? And then he has to start his whole process. And that's usually what causes like the, the weirdness. Yeah. yeah. And it's really good to have the dog goddess with that one. Cause just showing compassion for them. It's not like I'm getting divorced because I hate you. Um, that would be the shadow speaking, right? But it's just having that compassion of, I love you enough that I want you to find a better life. And that's really what I want people to get out of this is that shadow work isn't scary. You're just bringing light and you're not trying to bury anything. I feel like our culture is so centered around burying trauma and getting rid of trauma. And it's, it's not that like we went through what we did to build who we are. You have to feel your feelings. You, you have to go through this. And I, I know it's not fun. Trust me. I've been through a lot, but it's necessary because if you didn't, you wouldn't be who you are today. And if you're not who you are today, then you wouldn't have the life that you do. You wouldn't have the friends that you do. You wouldn't have the people that love you like they do. So is it safe to say your parents have no idea that you're a witch? Yeah. <laughs> so they, my dad in the kind closet. of, so my dad kind of knows. Um, he likes my deck actually. He's seen a, a few of the things. He follows me on Instagram and I think he's popped into some of my live tarot readings because I'll do those every now and then. But, um, my mom though is just not accepting of it at all. So it, it's very like a one sided thing. And I just try to respect their space though too. Like I know that they're not super okay with it. So I just don't bring it into their house. I don't talk about it around them and all my tattoos remain covered. So. That's a very nice thing for you to do to them, for them. Very sad, though. So, so that's part of the shadow work, though. Because here's the thing. Like, yeah, they have made some mistakes. We all do. It, it's just part of the human experience. But they can only do what they know or have learned from other people, right? Granted, they could have taken some parenting classes to do a little bit better or maybe tried to, you know, cater parenting to each individual child, maybe. But um, part of that trauma for me and letting that shadow go was just accepting them for who they are, having that love and compassion mm -hmm. and knowing at this point, you know, I'm almost to my 30s and they haven't changed. They're probably not going to. And so instead of having that big riff, because um, I have a son, he wants to see his grandparents. So instead of making that situation worse for my son, I've addressed the shadow and that's how I treat it because I know he will grow up having a better relationship with his grandparents and a better relationship with me. And then that also ties in breaking those, um, what do they call them? It's like family curses or family generational trauma, tra generational trauma. Yeah. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. So that's, that's another part of shadow work though. Well, the, there's, there's a huge difference between the way, generations used to be and the way they are now, right? So 
if you look back at the at how we've named generations, they're these big, huge spans, mm-hmm. right? But as we sit in this room right now, Jeremy and I are one generation. Chris is another generation. Julia is another generation. And that's all within 50 years. And some of that is um, how some of that is that our, our, our global humanity is global now, right? We can talk with people all over the world, all over different countries and, and liken our experiences to theirs and find the people that we have things in common with and strengthen ourselves through that where those, those generations didn't, and they weren't as adaptable for learning. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I still struggle with, with certain things, but I tend to try and listen to my kids and learn from my kids and be open-minded to their ideas and their thoughts. So I grew up Catholic. I brought them up Catholic, but I ended up with an atheist and an agnostic and I am totally fine with that. Mm -hmm. But my mom fights with it. She, it, it bothers her. And I'm also fine with the fact that neither one of them have any intention to have any children. She wants kids and, and all of those things, they, they want to push, right? They want to raise everyone the way they were raised. They want them to have the same sufferings and well, it, it built character, but it's my intent that you do not need to suffer to gain character. If you have suffered and that is part of your history, then it is. But I don't think it needs to be a requirement. I don't think we need to push people to, to have trauma, to have PTSD, to make them good people. I think they're inherently good. And if we treat them well, they will stay good. And that's a big, that's a big thing that has just changed from our generation down to what you see now with like the alpha generation and the way that they interact with people and even down to the way that they learn. And I think that your parents are just in that particular generation where they weren't taught that you can learn from someone younger than you or less experienced in life than you are Mm -hmm. because they all had to learn from their elders and be, and be taught at the hands of whoever it was that taught them and they don't realize you can learn from anybody. They didn't. They didn't have YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube changed I mean, that, a that, lot of things. I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. Like they didn't have YouTube. We have now in this day and age information at our fingertips. If I don't know how to do something, I can literally find out in less than thirty seconds. GTS. It's it's you super funny. Funny about that is my dad always goes on and on about how he hates the younger generation because they just Google everything at work. And it just drives him up the walls. But, but why? But that's. But want... here's the thing. I'm good at my job now because of Google. Yeah. I run. So I work in maintenance and I can fix machines that no one, no one else there knows how. And it's because of Google. Yeah. So it's because you know how to look stuff up. That's mm-hmm. the secret of every IT professional in the world, by the way. Is to know how Isn't to most of it just Googling their Googling questions? Stuff. You're un- like, oh, you got this air. Well, here's the thing. Let me Google it. There's 8 billion fucking people in this world. I promise you're not the first person to run into this issue. Mm-hmm. When I have, like, okay, so my watch, it just did it. IT is just looking up Reddit all day. At, at fucking <laughs> 7 o'clock, it just resets its step counter. 
You know why? Because some fucking software update fucked the internal timer on the watch. It still tells the right time, mm-hmm. but the step counter daily thing So resets. instead of it starting at the beginning of his day and tracking his steps at the beginning of the day, it starts at 7 so and then goes to I, 7 again. I noticed it a few weeks ago, and I'm like, what the fuck's this? So I Googled it, and I found how to fix it. And it takes too much time, and I don't give that much of a shit, so I'm not going <laughs> to fix it. Because I have to like reset the watch to factory defaults, which means I'll have oh, to go yeah. reinstall all the fucking stuff I have on Anytime it. Anytime I see factory reset, and it's, I just... And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's annoying. Whatever. But at least I know I'm not the only person with the problem. And probably at some point, Samsung will release a patch that will fix it. And that's fine by me because I don't really care that much about my step counts being accurate each day because they average out anyway. But Zero. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he did walk down the stairs. It is 23 here, so. right now. So. I mean, <laughs> 23 steps because it because just, it just reset. Like, well, maybe at six, actually, when we came yeah, down here, so I guess. Um, <laughs> See the stairs. But yeah, information being at your fingertips makes a huge... Because you don't have to learn from someone that's more experienced that... They got that experience because they're older than you. You also mm-hmm. aren't limited by What's the things you. that you, yeah, the, the things that you have at your, your fingertips, like a book or a person, you have the whole world to check in with. Yeah, have you guys ever used an encyclopedia? <laughs> well, you might have, but maybe not Julia. Only in school to learn how to use an encyclopedia. And, ha- and you've never used one since, right? We had uh, computers in our Does library. Wikipedia mm-hmm. count? Mm-hmm. No. no. That's not no. an encyclopedia. No, probably not. We all had to learn encyclopedia, though. We all had to learn it. Well, it does that because of encyclopedias. That's actually why it has the name it has. So it must count then. Um, sure. Whatever. Except for that it's, it's updated live when you were, our aren't they by each year from, or something? Our encyclopedias were like from the 1950s. Which, by we're the going way, to the moon soon, you know. Which, by the way, updating something live, not always good because Wikipedia isn't always accurate. Hmm. And so, I mean, there's, there's things, one of the things that you have to learn. So there was nothing to disseminate when we were kids. You got whatever the news said, and that was it. You didn't know any better. If whatever they were showing you was what was actually happening, and that's as far as you knew. But can you imagine, like, some of the stuff that's happened? Okay, look at the Arab Spring in like uh, the twenty two thousand nine two thousand ten when you had Syria's civil civil unrest and the Egyptian civil unrest. That's all based on social media, and that's because general populace was able to see. What was actually going on in real time? You know, we, we live that today. Like, there's no cover-ups to bullshit stories that are out there. Well, it's like with Russia right now, the, the war, all of that going on. You, you get what the news is telling you, and then you get live tweets. And yeah. And you get to see videos from, from people, people firsthand. Who are actually standing there. Yeah, and you get to understand that, like, oh... Maybe the news is full I of shit. I love that Russia accidentally dropped a bomb on themselves the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not hear about that. They're big dumb. That's okay. Funny. We have one more question for you. <laughs> okay. uh, it's it, the, the show's going a little long, so we'll, we'll try to wrap things up. One more question for you, and then we'll uh, let you it. plug yourself, and um, we'll, we'll get out of here. Um, what is the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah in your time being here? My most unique thing that I've discovered about Utah? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's kind of a tough one. Or just favorite thing about the state. You're going to be one of the last to to answer this question because we are going to be changing it for year seven. So okay. And I think that's in two two episodes. Yep. Okay. Or my favorite thing better be good. Most unique or interesting thing about Utah. Um. Or your favorite thing about it. No, don't listen to Julia. (laughs) I I don't know though. I don't know unique thing. Something that's unique to Utah or about Utah. Or interesting. Or interesting. 
Could be good, interesting, bad, interesting. Okay, I'll let you think about it, and I'm okay. going to read our. Uh, I'm going to read our, our weekly uh, affirmation. Okay. Our affirmation right. card here. So beautiful things happen when you distance yourself from negative shit. Oh, perfect. What's the first thing you thought of when you read negative shit? Write that shit down and take some space from it for a week. Then notice of what ha- take yeah, then no that's written poorly. Then notice of what happens in your life. You'll probably really like the results. That was literally a shadow work card. Yeah, I was gonna say while you're it's at it, spiritual draw a card AF. and well, write down what came to your mind first and then think about it for a week. The the spiritual AF cards are great. Like call bullshit on your bullshit. We're reading two. You're getting a two for this week. Call bullshit on your bullshit. Want to get out of a rut? The first step is to get tired of the bullshit. Your bullshit, their bullshit, the world's bullshit. Spend today honing your sense of deja vu. <laughs> Once you can spot the old shit, you can start and stop that old shit. Start to stop that old shit. Perfect. Actually, uh, it's funny. Those are like hand in hand together, and I pulled them. The sentence is, write that shit down and take some space from it for a week. Yeah, I said that. That is not what you said. That is. And read the next one. That's okay. The next one's the one that sucked. Ah, yeah. It should be then, I think. (laughs) I don't know. It didn't make sense, but it's fine. I got the gist of it. I think it should have said, then take notice of what happens in your life. I think there's a word missing. So now you've had two spiritual affirmations, spiritual as fuck cards to decide. They go hand in hand. Those are so perfect. The most interesting or unique thing about Utah. The most interesting you to you. About hmm. You know, I would say though that one thing I've noticed recently is that the spiritual community is actually really big, even with the LDS culture here. There, maybe there's because actually because of the LDS. Community. I think maybe, it's an underground. Yeah, maybe. So if people leave the the, well, the LDS church and then they go and then they witches. go straight into like so, witchcraft. <laughs> well, one one thing to keep in mind: Salt Lake City, because of the massive prevalence of the Mormon Church, has always had a very strong counterculture. So right now, that counterculture may very well be the the witchcraft and it's the spiritual LGBT and the spiritual communities. Right um, now. But you know, back in the nineties, um, the counterculture was punk. Salt Lake City had a huge punk scene. Well, and then the the gay culture in the late nineties, early two thousands mm-hmm. that pushed against Utah that were that legalized gay marriage. That was a huge thing. Late nineties, uh-huh. early two thousands was well, and we've always had like a a huge like pride presence for like parades and things like that. Like we have one of the biggest pride parades. Did you know we enjoy- also have the biggest like Comic Con? Yep. Yep. I was actually really surprised to hear about that. Yep. Um, I'm not, but they lost their lawsuit. It's Fanex, not it's Comic-Con. Fan, yeah, it's Fanex now, but I wanted to make sure everyone understood where I was going with that. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. You talk about Comic-Con that lost the name. Because anytime I've said Fanex to like some people, they have no idea what I'm talking about. I, Comic-Con. I like the success. Like I like that it's successful here and that we have such a huge amount of fandom uh, I think I'm done attending that event officially. No, you should come because we're both vendors there. Uh, no. You're vendor, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're all vending, uh, so. Uh, yeah, I will be at come Fanex. Say hi to us. I'm hoping to release my new deck at Fanex. But the, nice. the next generation is taking Fingers over. crossed I get it done in time. Yeah. Jeremy was at the first I vended at the yep. first one, and actually the first, first couple. Yep, first that vendor for Last year was my first one. And I, I, was, I was a last minute throw in. They told me literally 24 hours before. 
I went to the first one because Jeremy was on a panel and he could get me in and I was working downtown at the time. And so he left word at the, I don't know, somewhere. And then I just got on tracks and took tracks down because they were mm-hmm. in the panel. That's a bunch of panels so, back then. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. Keeping on the gates. So, Convention uh, legacy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that'll do it for tonight. Where well, can people find your yeah, stuff? Where can people find all your things? All your um, stuff? I would go to Ancora Rose on Instagram, and I've linked everything, including my Bones and Clove Spell account. Um, Ancora is A-N-C-H-O-R-A, and then Rose, uh, no spaces. And then it's the picture of the girl with half orange and half purple hair. Excellent. Uh, if you like our stuff, share it. Don't share it. I don't care anymore um <laughs> follow us on social media at tnu podcast uh and our website the where brie has done some good blog stuff even though she's blowing her nose on the mic right now i'm not blowing my nose on the mic but and also hot dog dash water.com that's true i did hot renew dog that water domain. Me no. <laughs> <laughs> uh and that's it um enjoy the nice weather um and the sort of springy weather in the weekend probably more hot weather the problem thank you guys for having me thanks for coming